fact, I'm gonna rip your eyes out! How much flesh did I eat? This is the farm! <laughs> no, sorry, that's just my laugh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Dura Sisters Podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today we are talking about the spookiest episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Lower Decks. decks. (laughs) Can you believe that we are about to have the most opposite episode from last week's Picard? Last week was like, oh man, he's running through the chateau. He's having flashbacks and trauma. (laughs) Literally, I was like putting trigger warnings right up front. I was like, please be kind to yourself. And then this one, we're like, woo, here we go. (laughs) Okay. I just want to talk about this type of spooky, Rihanna, because at this point... I feel like we are masters of spooky, you know? Yes. Um, We've seen so many amazing and varied Star Trek spooky episodes. So I'm wondering for you, like, is this ideal for Lower Deck? Should it have these type of scary episodes? What are your thoughts? How is it different or the same? I honestly wanted to see more of it. I think that was my consensus after watching these episodes, is that it's done so well that I was craving more spooky episodes that lasted a bit longer or had maybe different results but it's so cool the ones we got like I'm really thrilled to talk about these episodes because they do so much of that subverting of expectations that we always talk about with Lower Decks and taking Star Trek and knowing it so well and doing exactly the opposite of what you'd expect um, as a result and so it's tricking us like you know big fans and new fans so Uh, it's just really interesting to see the difference in Lower Decks. Um, I think that though they can't ever go too spooky, like you can't have a real frame of mind episode. Uh, (laughs) Mariner can reference it and she certainly did in Lower Decks, but like you, it would ruin the, the tone and the style of the show if they did something that serious. But I think when they do dive into serious subjects or even stuff that's like funny series or funny spooky it's still done so masterfully and i'm so excited to talk about how different they this episode is yet again here we are surprising ourselves how star trek can be so like consistent but also so varied it's amazing yes great answer rihanna and i know we're already going depth and this is still just the intro but (laughs) i want to agree with you that this is the this is literally a comedy show we've never had a like comedy specific animated i mean like okay the animated series <laughs> the animated is series absolutely yeah. um a comedic series but <laughs> it's it, totally a comedy it wasn't yeah. trying to be um mm-hmm. and so i totally agree with you that tone is really important and I'm also just really interested to see how they are able to put in the spooky episodes and not let the genre define them Thank you, Rihanna. Um, I just wanted to just lay the groundwork already because this, because I we're like once again stretching the boundaries of what is spooky and how spooky can be made. So mm-hmm. ooh, I'm just excited to go into it. Yes, Ashlyn, and I want to thank you so much for putting together this watch list and for that awesome question. I'm excited to talk about this episode. Um, and I'm wondering if you would like to read this watch list to me and our listeners absolutely so we are going to open up with the section mistakes have been made 
and talk about <laughs> Second Contact and Much Ado About Boimler. And then we will be finishing up, like Picard, only two sections this week, um, with When Tech Goes Wrong. So we'll be talking about Where Pleasant Fountains Lie, Terminal Provocations, the Badgie Sections, and Reflections. Ooh, I'm so excited, Ashlyn. Oh, okay, this is a great watch list. So shall we go to what our listeners thought this week? Yeah, so Rihanna, what were they thinking? What what are the spooky <laughs> episodes that people really remember from Lower Decks? <laughs> well, remember, remember from Lower remember, Decks. Remember, you know, it's been so long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ages and ages. Um, so on Instagram, we had the Nard Dog 96 uh, who said, the one where Badgie goes crazy and tries to kill Tendi and Rutherford, lol. Um, <laughs> yes, that is Terminal Provocations. Great answer. Definitely high up on that spooky list. And then we went over to Twitter and asked the same question. I offered out four uh, episodes for the poll. It was Terminal Provocations, Where Pleasant Fountains Lie, Much Ado About Boimler, and Reflections. And all four of those are tied at 25% each. Oh. <laughs> so everyone's kind of, you know, have different opinions about these spooky episodes. Wow, that's interesting because for most answers, there's been a sick, like one clear leader. Yeah. Hmm. Curious. A lot of confusion on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, wow. I am shocked. Rihanna warned me. She's like, you will be shocked by these results before we start recording. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just that was shocking. Blown away by the yeah. responses. Um, well, Rihanna, for you, do you have an episode that sticks out? Um, just thinking about the last three seasons of Lower Decks. Yes. Uh, definitely Terminal Provocations, where Vaggie appears. But I think also... It sounded like you said vaggie. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> That's a whole other uh, like, character. <laughs> That's the mirror universe. <laughs> Somehow extraordinarily worse. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. No, you're so fine. So, yeah, I would say terminal provocations because of vaggie and his just terrifyingness. But also, I think it's hard because I don't really think about, like, yes, when I was watching it, Much Ado About Boimler the first time, I was like, oh my god, like, what is this farm place? Like, this is terrifying. I think I was watching Promise Neverland at the time, so not a good combination <laughs> to hear the farm. Um, so I was, like, very scared. But now that I've seen it again, obviously I'm not scared. So it, it's interesting because I would have said that otherwise. Mm. Ashlyn... How about you? This is a, an interesting question this week. Yeah, mine's also um, the farm episode, much to do about Boimler, mm -hmm. much for the reasons that you mentioned, Rihanna. But mm -hmm. for me, like, just the way that I remember episodes, like, if they're scary or not, I tend to go by how dark the, like, atmosphere is, like, visually, yeah. you know, like, are mm -hmm. the lights off? Is it, like, something that's going to make me a little on edge? And definitely much to do about Boimler is because as funny as it is you don't really like the people he's with yeah um, like on the way to the farm they're just mm -hmm. like causing a revolt and then the guy who runs it's so creepy so uh, yeah it's just bad news all around yeah and i totally yeah. blocked out that tendy was in the episode so that was fun <laughs> to remember that she was we it. are here out of protest yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> god i love her okay i'm so excited ashlyn thank you for mentioning that um don't forget, Rihanna, it's action figure time. It's action figure time. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, I've got my tote bag. bag. I've been inspired <laughs> um, because I got called out. People were over at our house the other day, and everyone was wondering why my action figures all have one arms. And yeah. these aren't even the Star Trek action figures they were looking at. It was like oh, Tyrion no. and a bunch of other people, Mad-Eye Moody. Like, it was terrible. So I'm pretty embarrassed, and this is going to inspire me to set up a shrine of my action figures. Yeah, good call. Same. All right, let's do it. Picking someone from the very bottom. I picked like the coolest character. Oh no, I did. <laughs> what? Okay, okay, let's see. Okay, Rihanna, who did you pick? Along with us today is Tuvok from <gasps> Voyager. Oh, lovely. Yes, Ashlyn, who did you pick? Well, he's back for more, baby. I, <laughs> I got <laughs> Picard as a Romulan. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yours was better. I got That's him incredible. twice in a row. I got him last week too, and I dug deep in the bag, so I can't believe <laughs> he just. He, he said, "I want to be a star." <laughs> I'm a magnet for Picards. They just come to me. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay, Ashlyn, before we start, will you please thank our patrons? Oh my gosh. I love thanking our patrons because they're amazing. Yeah, um, same. Thank you to John T. Bolds, Never Otter Even, Wolf Wit, Gildara, Michelle, Ivan Fetch, T. Alexander, Anna Post, Rick Mason, Kurlan Naskos, Jeff Richardson. And we are so excited to welcome a new patron. Hello, David Willett. Thank you for ho- joining us on this journey. Yes, and thank you for the very kind messages on our Patreon. Please go check it out. It's really cool. We actually just uh, posted a video today on the Mungato episode of Lower Deck, so this is perfect time to go and sign up. Yeah, and yeah. also, patrons, you better get us your addresses, because we have stickers waiting for you. Yeah. But... If you have not, send us one, please um, do so, so we can get you your stuff. Oh, I also want to say that I would like to send out postcards to our listeners. So be on the watch on social media. We're going to put out a message, like DM us if you would like a postcard from the Dura Sisters podcast. You don't have to be a patron for that. We just want to connect with all of you in a in a real way. So get ready for yes. that post incoming. Absolutely. And they're different than the ones the patrons get. So we just like to specialize for our people. So yeah. thank you all for being listeners. And Ashlyn, shall we dive into this spooky edition of lower decks you know i'm i'm all about december 1st spooky episodes <laughs> honestly i'm here for it yeah well i'm drinking uh, a little wine from a skeleton goblet so i got that spooky yes. spirit still flowing through me well done ashlyn <laughs> i mean actually we're, we're technically like breaching the nightmare before christmas kind of um true joy ride right now so i'm, I'm very excited about that Batoon can't encounter santa claus so <laughs> i'm ready for it <laughs> Oh man, okay, let's do it. Let's talk about Second Contact. The 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 pilot. First episode. Yeah. Uh is this our pilot series again? Um I don't know if we've talked about Second Contact a lot, so I'm glad to be back here. And I was actually kind of like questioning why Ashlyn put this on the watch list at first because I totally forgot about the flesh-eating zombie part of the episode. <laughs> okay, Rihanna, this is really funny. I thought you put this on the watch list. Oh. I was like, man, this is a weird one, but I guess I'll watch it. And then yeah. I too forgot about the episode, or I too forgot about everything that happens with Ransom, and even yeah. Taboimler is a little spooky, so. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Incredible. So well, we're both confused, yeah. but we were both right in the end. 
That's what matters. That's what happens here on the Dura Sisters. Absolutely. The first little preview scene that we get before the intro is the first thing that we ever see of Lower Decks, which I love. Um, and Boimler gets really nastily cut by the Batleth that Mariner's holding. And I thought that was a great way to introduce, like, this show is kind of nasty. You know, like, you were going to yeah. see some things that mm-hmm. are, like, body, like, you know, like, body stuff. It's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like that. <laughs> but it yeah. also shows you, like, they're like, kind of like Game of Thrones, you know, like, they're they're trying to be funny about it. Yeah, especially because Mariner's, like, drunk, and she's, yeah. like, <laughs> throwing around this batleth, and blood is spurting everywhere. It's just, like, ridiculous and crazy. I agree, Ashlyn. I was a little thrown off by that, but then I was like, oh, this is the same person who made Rick and Morty. Of course it's going to be like this. You know, like, I was like, okay, I have no other doubts in my mind. Like, But it still takes it a different direction than Rick and Morty does, which I appreciate, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then... So I, and then, you know, the main part of this episode that is spooky is um, when Ransom comes back up from the planet, the away mission he was on, he has a little uh, bug bite and yeah. he begins to mutate and take over the ship. Yeah, well, he mutates and he's like, he's, he's like cracking. I don't know how to <laughs> yeah. describe it. His arms are flailing. His, he's got like black veins. Um, and then he turns into this like zombie and he starts biting people. Yeah. And then that turns them into these flesh-eating parasite zombie things. I don't even know what to call them. I don't think they have official names. (laughs) Um, I thought that his change was really good. I think this is just a really good way of showing, like, what the show is going to be like. You know, they're not afraid to mutate our crew members right away. (laughs) Um, They are just going all out with the stakes as well, which I really appreciate. And yet there's still this balance, like, I think if I if this was a first person perspective, we're seeing like someone who's not Rutherford in this situation, mm-hmm. it might be more scary. But so this is how they offset the mood and make it lighter is Rutherford's on this date with um do you remember her name? Barnes? Yeah. Yeah, Barnes. with Barnes. And they're really hitting it off and it's this cute little love story, but behind them is a literal nightmare that <laughs> yes. I'm sure people are still in therapy for. <laughs> I'm sure, especially Ransom. He doesn't know about <laughs> how much flesh he ate. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for talking about that comedy add-on, the juxtaposition there, because I always, yeah, I don't take the scene seriously. I'm like, uh, they'll figure it out. It's showing that Starfleet is, this is just what happens. You know, this is a day-to-day occurrence for people. And the way that they're handling it is so hysterical because I think about TNG Lower Decks, you know, this is so similar to the TNG timeline that they keep doing nods to this. And I just think about a lot of the Lower Deckers and I'm like, oh my God, they're probably, you know, just they get random announcements. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like we said, we'll discover you're going to the transporter buffer. <laughs> like, hold someone's hand. <laughs> Goodbye. You might not re- rematerialize. Um, so, so well done. Um, because yeah, that's just Starfleet for you. They're so hardened. It's <laughs> yeah. inspiring. Sad and inspiring yeah. all at once. Yeah. Um, and then down on the planet, I did think when uh, Boimler and Mariner are down there, they are, are not mm-hmm. uh, included in this fun little disaster <laughs> on the Cerritos. Yeah. Um, because Boimler has been ordered to watch Mariner and basically report her behavior back to the captain. And Mariner... He thinks she's doing some sketchy stuff on the planet, but it turns out she's actually helping the farmers and giving them equipment that they really need, like actually making a difference. 
and um, <laughs> there is a spider that like attacks Boimler, and I just thought mm-hmm. that I mean it's like a milk spider that the farmers have, but mm-hmm. I thought that the whole lead up to the reveal of what it was was really good. Um, and again, with the subverting of expectations, you're ready for a giant Aragog-like spider on this, you yeah. know, like to be terrifying on this planet. It's a little terrifying, but yeah. it's harmless, and it's just gonna like <laughs> suck Boimler. It's an herbivore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an herbivore. So I really appreciated that because it kind of took uh, took you to the edge, you know, held your hand mm-hmm. through the scary zone, and then oh, okay, it's something funny actually. Yeah, I think they do that a lot, and they even acknowledge it where they're like, okay, now, Vindor, step out of the shadows, you know, mm-hmm. like, that kind of thing, and they are good at having that suspense build up, and then have it be like, oh, this is actually a joke, you know, <laughs> this is actually, we're leading up to this bit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, genius. Um, and I'm just gonna keep saying that, like, wow, <laughs> genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think also, the fact that Tendi, her first day on the job, is literally... Nurse Westlake is completely out of it because he's a zombie, flesh-eating person. And Tendi has to hold, what is it? I think it's Stevenson's or, yeah, or Billups or someone. Yeah. Heart, yeah. And she's pumping it. He's like, oh, it hurts when you pump it. <laughs> um, and Tiana is just walking around and she's like authorizing no one to pass out. It's just, it's so glorious because sickbay is just like, chaos complete chaos oh yeah well, and tendy is loving it and Taana is you know demanding like hey you have to work like help us there's a disaster right now and uh tendy's like i'm supposed to like rendezvous with nurse westlake and he's like that yeah or she's like and that that is nurse westlake who's the zombie which i just yeah the whole uh, the so whole, good um, sick bay sequence is awesome too like so much blood it's a lot of gore but also everyone's just calm you know Tana's just like okay yeah. do this <laughs> yeah do not pass out do this yep. hold the heart exactly. <laughs> yeah um yeah well okay. so obviously mistakes have been made a ransom should have gone to the doctor <laughs> right away right um, away to the doctor right or away. a sexy decod chamber like where are we yeah yeah, seriously, he should have, I mean, what, Ransom would probably love that chamber. He would be in there for a couple hours, like, Oh, my like, God, he'd be like, I need more deca- decontamination. Body. Yeah, he'd spend, yeah. like, five hours a day in there, and it'd be, like, yeah. everyone could walk by and see him. <laughs> he'd bring his weight. <laughs> yeah, he's just working out. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how they could have remedied that mistake, but it's fine. Uh, let's go on to Much Ado About Boimler, where Rutherford accidentally turns boimler transparent and loud like he's phasing but it's just cosmetic (laughs) it's just cosmetic (laughs) this one is the one we mentioned with the farm and i mean the first look we get at this ship is terrifying too it rolls up and there's like a a literal like cloud with lightning surrounding it somehow in space and you're just like ooh, ominous Mm -hmm. clearly you're like leading us to this and I totally took the bait. I was like, yeah, absolutely. This is bad news. And it's supposedly a long journey on this ship to get to this planet that heals the people who have unexplainable scientific accidents in Starfleet. The ones that we don't see at the end of the episodes, with these poor red shirts. So we get to see a lot of callbacks too from uh, other trick which is great but yeah it's just such a like interesting premise because it's like oh my god is the farm real that sounds spooky and fake <laughs> like right away i'm suspicious 
Yeah, especially because Ta'ana is the one informing Boimler about where he's going. And I yeah. feel like there's a <laughs> like much better person to describe yes. this whole scenario in a better way. Because Ta'ana's, Ta'ana's just so... <laughs> like casual and yeah like she's not says, the best bedside manner yeah, yeah she just says things she's just very like bold i, I love her like she's my yeah. idol my icon yes. um, but uh i feel like boimler could have gotten this information from a better source and then this confusion wouldn't have happened yeah but nevertheless i absolutely love this episode and I love how after Boimler turns into um, his phasing state that he's so yeah. loud and the whole crew is like covering their ears when they're walking by, when he's walking by and he's yeah. disrupting the entire bridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, and when Tata finally is able to like make him stop making that horrible noise, <laughs> Rutherford is like, well, hey, like now the worst part's gone, right? And he was like, that was the worst part. And Tata was like, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Oh, man, it's just so good. Um, yeah, so he's still really see-through and glowy. Yeah, and so that's why he has to go to the farm. I also, you were talking about how many callbacks there are on this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just lose my memory sometimes, and I don't remember all these callbacks. And Or they are just, like, creating a lot of new characters, too. And so my mm-hmm. brain this whole time is trying to pick out, like, okay, who's that, who's that species what possibly could have happened to them to make like part of your brain float out and like there's chunks of brain floating above you i saw it like two oh, yeah i saw two that people like that i was like oh no you guys need help <laughs> like what yeah. are you are you in a temporal stasis like what's happening probably um, yeah <laughs> but i i really enjoyed the visual comedy with the quote-unquote camera pans around all of the characters lined up together and I love that the ringleader of all of them is this half old man, half young boy who's like Benjamin buttoning himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. He's the ringleader and he's just spreading misinformation everywhere. And so he rallies everyone to mutiny aboard the ship. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, the all the rooms are super dark. Like it's hard to see. It's very spooky. And also the guy who's running everything who's a rex's um species do you remember yeah i was thinking that oh we're gonna go with triaxian i think is how you pronounce that i'm so Mm -hmm. sorry for the deep star trek nerds who are mad at me right now um (laughs) but i absolutely love this character because it's a like complete throwback to Arex on the animated series but his voice is not at all the same to Arex. he's got a very rich like evil voice and that of Deep. course yeah. like completes the whole spooky package for me <laughs> agreed and i think it really indicates why this benjamin button man decided to rebel because these are spooky vibes like yeah. I, I would feel the same i'd like look over to spock and be like trick-or-treat like is, are we in trick-or-treat right now you know like i would be like so tapping I, on my hands like do i see yeah the moon? Like, where's the moon wake up <laughs> oh man i love these callbacks um it's a lower decks podcast we got to do callbacks Chicote, to our own. wake up <laughs> i don't Let like this Chicote, wake up, wake up. <laughs> I'm sure we made that joke in that episode, but I just had to oh, bring man, us back it's to too summer good. 2022. It's, it's New Year's is coming up. We have to reflect on the good times. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, okay. We have not talked about the dog. 
Oh man, yeah, we have to talk about the dog. Because I feel like this episode starts off perfectly. Because we don't start off with Boimler phasing. We start off with everyone's asleep, and then this dog comes in. Tendi follows, saying, hey, I created this dog. And they're all just like, what? <laughs> when did you have time for this? She's like, on bathroom breaks. And so they're just like, so you just made a dog. She's like, yeah. And then she goes. <laughs> I love that she just like walks off and this dog grows like two other legs and crawls up to the ceiling and it's like eyes glow red and it's like drooling and it's just very terrifying and that's like right before the intro and so I think that that also that whole scene is perfect to set up like spooky vibes like here we go this is something crazy is going on and then they add on the stuff with the farm because the dog has to go there too because the dog is tendy created is like way more intelligent and can do a lot more things than a normal dog can. Yes, Rena. Oh, thank you for that description. I felt like I was watching it all over again. Yeah. Um, what I love, I, like, okay, for me, I think this is certifiably the spooky Lower Decks episode because at yeah. one point, uh, I think it's at the end of the episode where Tendi's saying goodbye to the dog, or it might just be like a random time when they're on the shuttle. Um, he's like, oh, you're such a good girl. Like, you're so good. And then yeah. the dog's head, like, goes into its body, like, inverts. And then, like, three bats fly out. Yeah. And I just think, like, the appearance of bats means that it's spooky automatically, no matter <laughs> yes. what we're talking about or watching. <laughs> Bats in space is even spookier. Yeah, like, did, yeah. where did those bats go? I don't. I didn't see them the rest of the episode. I was like, Yeah, but did also, they disappear? Like, where were the bats made? Is my question. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that the does, does the talk like make the bats? dog can just do that? I guess. <laughs> yeah. There's so many questions about the dog, and I really hope that they bring her back because oh my god. Yeah, I know. As I'm watching these episodes, I keep thinking that too because we're not done with Lower Decks. Um, three seasons mm-hmm. are out. There's more to come and I'm hoping they bring back all these beloved <laughs> characters. Yes, yeah, characters. Absolutely. Yeah, I love this episode and then uh, how it ends too because eventually after the coup d'etat, the mutiny yeah. that, that tries to occur <laughs> on the ship, Boimler stops it and then everyone's going after Boimler and that part's kind of yeah. scary too and mm-hmm. I think all of the people who are heading towards the farm are portrayed as being like horrifying and they're called freaks mm-hmm. the whole time people who have not been accepted by society because of whatever has happened to them and yeah. i don't know if it's like a good or bad thing that they're used in this way but it definitely adds to the spookiness because when they're all attacking boimler it's all these people with these strange powers you're like oh no <laughs> like is he actually gonna be okay yeah that's true Yeah, I was wondering that too about that portrayal, but I also think they were just really misled by the Terexian. Absolutely. You know, by by Anthony (laughs) or Benjamin Butterman misled them. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. So it's like a sequence of events, you know, that all sort of cascaded. When Boimler's confronting the the Terexian at the end of the episode, where he says, um, you know, it's always hard picking everybody up, but once we get here, it's so worth it because he's looking at the beautiful planet. Um, he's like, maybe next time, because Boimler's like, we we're, we thought this was evil, you know, what's going on? He's like, well, maybe I'll turn on some lights or redecorate the place so it doesn't seem so dark and evil. Then he does his evil laugh and he's like, sorry, that's just how I laugh. Yes, I love this episode. I think that we should move on. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. Let's exit. Um, Mistakes were made. (laughs) (laughs) 
because they have been <laughs> rectified. And now <laughs> we're talking about when tech goes wrong. And Ashlyn, let's talk about where pleasant fountains lie and the return of our beloved Jeffrey Combs. Oh, I am so thrilled that they had him appear in this episode of Lower Decks. It makes me so happy. And also, it just makes me impressed by how good of a voice actor he is. Man, like, iconic, you know? Whatever role he's in, he really makes his own. So the appearance of him as an evil computer um, who had been, like, taking over a planet is just the most amazing choice they could have made. I'm, like, it's... 100% fangirling right now. I, like, can't shut no, up about same. Jeffrey Combs. Like, I love him so same. much. And I want to see him in Strange New Worlds. Like, every show. I'm ready. Everything. Prodigy. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally. Any role. He's so... Exactly like you said. He's so good at it. And I love the way that you're able to get so much from this Agamus character. Um, just, just from the voice acting. Like... I can really see what's happening with this computer and how he's trying to get his tentacles into every port he can. It's just, it's so so amazing. (laughs) Jeffrey Combs is a legend and I'm so glad he's here. And the evil computer thing is just perfect. Like there's, you know, this is really the spooky element of the episode. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) How obsessed he is and how relentless he is um, trying to get connected to anything is really hilarious. And, um, you know, Mariner's pad is on the ground and he just kind of reaches towards it and he gets some data enough to like start manipulating them, which tells you how, like, uh, how bad it would be if he really connected to anything. Like, and so I really appreciate Mariner's taking this really seriously. And so is Boimler. Um, there's some questions, you know, throughout the episode, like, are they actually um, yeah. still going to be friends after Agamus's manipulations? But I'm yeah. just obsessed with Jeff. And also, I loved how they kind of wrote him to be horny when Boimler and Mariner are fighting. Like, he's very <laughs> excited by this. He's like, oh, yeah. yes. Because <laughs> like, he, w- he loves manipulating so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that turns him on. And so he's like, I'm doing, I'm doing the work here. And, yeah, I thought that this dynamic between the three of them was so good to watch how the three of their minds worked and how at the end it shows Agamus putting up his little, I don't know, like tentacle, not even tentacles, wire like things. wire things. Um, and there's like skulls behind him and flames. He's like, I'll take over the universe. And it's like, buddy, you're connected to a light board. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so amazing. Uh, the character actually really reminds me of Plankton from SpongeBob. Oh my god, yes, now you're that so I'm right. About it, which, yeah. like, what's so delightful about Plankton is that he is this small, little, like, literal plankton, like, so tiny. People walk on him when he's, he's in the street. Yeah. Yeah, he's so evil and he's trying to take over the world, and his ambition, like, is impressive, but he just, like, physically can't do much. Plankton is just caught in this loop of having ambitions that he cannot achieve on his own. that's just the same vibes that I kind of get from Agamus here is he has an obvious handicap because he doesn't have arms to plug himself in but if he had that yeah man he would he would destroy everything (laughs) yeah because he's so manipulative it was he clearly like he ran a planet (laughs) 
for quite a while. Like we're talking a Archon situation yeah, here. That's what I was thinking of. Like if this was the Archon computer, I mean, I think it would have been great if they end the episode by making him count all the digits of pie, because that's my favorite <laughs> way that characters use to make a computer explode. Like Spock yes. uses it very reliably. I think um, Kirk used Kirk it. Kirk uses it too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that's the best. It's way. incredible. <laughs> but he was thwarted in this. No planet ruling or galaxy ruling for you today, Agamus. He was just put inside Daystrom Institute. I don't know, prison for evil computers, I guess. I'm very excited. We are going to move on to terminal provocations and this whole section, because obviously this is still when tech goes wrong. This whole section, I just kind of want to start talking about the relationship with Badgie and Rutherford and then Rutherford, his reflection self and everything that's been going on with the implant that he has um, because it's all connected. So let's start with Terminal Provocations and the introduction of my favorite Jack McBriar character, which is crazy because I love 30 Rock. Whoa, yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. I'm like obsessed with 30 Rock, but Badgie, just in a couple episodes, just takes my heart and just, (laughs) he's just amazing. Wow, Ashlyn, I love that. Thank you for setting up this episode. I was so curious about Badgie because I think it was the only spoiler I got before I started watching Lower Decks. I remember being like, oh my god, this this little guy is so cute. Like, I'm very excited to meet this little random badge thing. And so it took such a turn so quickly. Um, so we start out with Hendy and Rutherford in the holodeck and... Rutherford is clearly this whole scene just trying to impress Tendi, and he he admits that later when things start going wrong. And Badgie is clearly not ready <laughs> for um, he's for Rutherford's <laughs> eyes only. Like this code is not ready. <laughs> and the thing is, is like he he's loading, you know. And I think my favorite line is when Tendi goes, "Oh, look look at him try." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. he, oh, I just love him. He's the evil Microsoft Word um, guy. Like, yeah, paperclip. What's that Clippy. little dude? Clippy. Oh, oh, man. All right, like, that's the real millennial test. Do you know Clippy? <laughs> Clippy. <laughs> he is evil Clippy. <laughs> yeah, literally. I love that Rutherford decided to use Badgie to help Tendi because she's freaking out. She says that she never actually passed her spacewalking exam. She just got a grade and she didn't question anything. But now she's feeling stressed (laughs) because she doesn't know um, how to spacewalk. And so Rutherford, out of the kindness of his good old heart, (laughs) um, (laughs) decides to introduce her to Badgie and they do practice spacewalking. I think on paper, Badgie would be an awesome teaching tool, but he's vindictive and he has emotions and he hates Rutherford. So I love, uh, I, yeah, like Rihanna said earlier, it turns so quickly where he goes to being really friendly, like, can, can, can I, I teach, teach you a lesson? lesson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's like trademarked. Like, I can't hear that phrase anymore without thinking about Badgie. And, and getting shivers down my spine. That is, that's <laughs> what makes, like, spooky, like, that's what makes good horror, you know, is things that 
just kind of trigger you a little bit like um in mm-hmm. doctor who does a great job of this we might have said this already in the pod but i love the who turned out the lights like just that Ooh, phrase yeah. and i'm terrified um, like, uh. <laughs> like yeah. don't blink not even once um, you know, all of these like really yeah. iconic, um, scary lines that take you right back to the story. Um, you could be mm-hmm. in any part of your life. Come and play you're with like, us, Johnny. Oh, God. You're like, you know, like, please, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Red, red rum, you know? Yeah, literally. So many iconic yeah, rums. Iconic. So, yeah, um, great point. Badgie yeah. absolutely makes it into the Hall of Fame for spooky lines. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I just I I love that he's chasing them and he, his voice is so happy and peppy but he yeah. says things like I'm gonna burn your hearts in a fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah and every time he's walking up the stairs he's like I'm gonna kill you and rip out your throats <laughs> and you're like oh man like, um, and even when he's like dying in the snow he's like I'm gonna mm-hmm. stab you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my god. I think too this starts because Rutherford gets pissed off at Badgie and kicks him and then calls him a stupid glitch. And Rutherford is over here like, I think there's been a glitch. Then I think that, like, because then we see the end of the episode because Badgie seemingly okay, he's good. He just needed a swift reset. Control all delete. Yeah. (laughs) And task. (laughs) And task. And yeah, and it did not go well because the end of the scene where he fade where the fades out and it faces to Badgie's like smiling, dead eyed face. Ooh, perfect. So scary. Yeah, and this is a great way of letting the audience know that Badgie is not done here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a character absolutely that has to come back. And I, I notice a theme with lower decks. Um, especially in the episode we're going to talk about next, which is reflections, that mm-hmm. something that's going to be pretty important to the little tiny bow tie they do in every finale um, is usually introduced in the fifth episode of a series. And that happened with reflections, which mm-hmm. is the fifth episode of season three. That's halfway through. And uh, it also happened with Badgie. Terminal, to- Terminal provocations is... Um, the sixth episode but still like in the middle of the season it's about halfway through and Badgie does play a role in Rutherford's life at the end of the season because he chooses um to try to murder him again in a really dangerous situation and that's how Shax dies so I am just impressed by their foreshadowing and the type of things they're introducing and then who they choose to bring back for the finale and so in Reflections it's a similar type of thing where something is going wrong with Rutherford's code in his in his implant. And we've seen this happen before, like the, I mean, the finale, like after in season one, where Rutherford's memory is completely reset and he forgets a year. Uh, and then later in season two, there are times where he loves pears and he's dating Ensign Barnes, even though he didn't last season. So, like, Rutherford's always having weird things going on. And I think up till this point, it's been used as a, uh, like, point of comedy where, oh, poor Rutherford, like, he's having struggles today and that's his thing to overcome for the episodes. But now, like, with Reflections, there's actually an answer to this. And Rihanna, can you um, talk about the beginning of this episode and how Rutherford deals with the situation of his split personality and his tech going crazy? Oh, man. This is just 
insane because it has been building up, as you said, for quite a long time. We've seen these glitches before. We've seen Badgie get called the glitch. <laughs> Rutherford is now the glitch. I really want to sing Taylor Swift. Sorry, that's why I'm holding back. I'll sing it if you won't. So, yeah, this time it's Rutherford. And this is such an interesting way of doing it because this episode's called Reflections, of course. And so we have the our like our Rutherford on this side on on the mirror side of the reflection and then we have not evil at all but no. just young Rutherford like 10 years um like the personality of Rutherford 10 years ago yeah I don't think it was that long ago that's what um Tana said oh damn <laughs> thank you Tana <laughs> I, I was really suspicious. She's in her Starfleet blues, so. <laughs> yeah, I was really suspicious of that too, but at the end of the episode, I'll tell you what confirmed my, like, idea that that was correct. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little teaser. I love that. Teaser for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, this is after Tendi has cleared his cash, and it's finally, I think, he's been having these nightmares for a while, and so this memory is finally resurfacing, and... When it does, it's in the place of this younger Rutherford, who is a hothead and extremely attractive. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that for okay. The, okay, so for never. I, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I had to name Rihanna that for a recording today, so her name instead yeah. of Rihanna is Hot Rutherford because she thirsts for this man. <laughs> like I've never seen a lesbian go so crazy, <laughs> except when except uh, you and Data. Like, don't get in the way of your Star Trek mm-hmm. men. No, don't. Spock, I have a shrine over there for him. <laughs> anyway. I think, um, I think you love the more youthful Rutherford. Like, yeah, he's hot, but also he's way more emotionally unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Everyone. Sorry to call you out like that, but you've said it yourself no, on the true. pod before. Oh, it's absolutely correct. Especially my Star Trek characters. <laughs> it's like Spock, um, Data, Tuvok. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Tuvok. I'm holding him right now. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I like characters yeah. with like 10% emotion, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good amount, at least <laughs> minimum. <laughs> I'll take 1%, it's fine. No worries. <gasps> um, anyways, <laughs> back on track. Um, <laughs> Very derailed. This Rutherford. He's very confused about where he is. He's very pissed off that he's on the Cerritos, which, of course, is offending Rutherford. He's like, hey, it's a good ship. I thought that the method they used to communicate to the audience that both Rutherfords are existing right now but competing was amazing because they used reflections. So every time that Rutherford, like the body of Rutherford, is standing by a window or a... um another window or a mirror or whatever like that, yeah or those other... shiny boards yeah you know, on the ship yeah. yeah like probably water reflections he could have as well yeah. um but i thought that was a really great way of communicating to us that um there is a rutherford at war obviously like this is not the rutherford that we know he's being really terrible to barnes and just in general he's not someone very polite at all um just he's like a straight-up douchebag honestly um, totally he's an awful man yeah, yeah. he's just ugh. Yeah. yeah i just i really am like you this is such an interesting 
and kind of terrible like insight into what Rutherford used to be. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially because yeah. we find out he's been doing like illegal races in the neutral zone. <laughs> I'm like, bro. And of course, our, our, the Rutherford we know is like very rulesy, you know, and okie is dokie. like <laughs> okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I really like seeing the side of Rutherford though, and I'm just gonna like say the whole plot now. Uh, but eventually we find out the reason that um, Rutherford has his implant is not because he wanted it to become better engineering, but because he was forced to put it on and it was covered up. All those memories were deleted of who he used to be and how he even got in the accident, completely deleted. And so it's like this sh- shadow group is like secretly manipulating him. Literally shadows. Like, I love that scene when they're showing Rutherford finally has the memory at the end of the episode, and it just shows the, like, doctors and the people around him in shadow. Very creepy. Well, especially because as a Rutherford fan, I've, like, analyzed all the other scenes before this so many times. And so it's so interesting that now we're getting the piece of the puzzle, like, oh, that will change his whole personality. And so now we're understanding, okay, this is why these this reflection of Rutherford is so different you know and I love that because we get to see how people can transform and how complete like this is insane that this happened just like via the implant and that he was like forced into the situation because of some sketchy stuff he was doing with like the code that eventually we're going to hear about at the finale spoilers (laughs) that the that's why i wanted to talk about is i think all of this like including badgie like really fits in together with rutherford's Mm -hmm. storyline yeah exactly because this young rutherford was working on the code that was the same one as badgie turns out um there's similar programming and it was what admiral buenamigo used for the texas class ships i was like mind blown that was such a good reveal and so spooky (laughs) like that was so well done i just wanted to know and um danny is my witness because i completely guessed that like 10 minutes before it happened yeah i just have to throw out that i'm a genius (laughs) that's incredible nice (laughs) i'm sure like a lot of other people did but I thought it was so smart to incorporate Badgie in this whole scenario because we know and fear Badgie from all of these different episodes. Every time he pops up, it never goes well. It's hilarious, but it's always terrifying. And to know that the Texas class ships are being used with the code that created Badgie is just like really heavy. It's like, oh my God, like they will destroy Starfleet. And this is something like that really adds a lot of stress to the episode. So I thought it was a brilliant way to like build for a while this whole concept about if Rutherford's like raw code was used, it would not go well. So I thought that the whole tie-in was amazing. Um, And also I think this whole episode with Rutherford being forced to confront his past is a classic Trek moment, you know? Like, yeah, it's classic. Run in the mud. (laughs) In the proverbial mud of his mind with himself. (laughs) I I just really appreciate how they use these episodes to get us closer and understand our characters more. 
this it's just such a well done spooky episode like maybe now you know that we've talked about all the episodes this could be i think this this is my favorite spooky episode it one of i think maybe my favorite episode rihanna i'm pretty sure this is your favorite Oh, easily, 100%. I think when it came out, because I've been waiting for a Rutherford's episode for so long, uh, there's so many unanswered questions that were starting to come together that the the reflections and then the finale were so great at tying this all together. And like you said with Badgie, I just want to like think about this timeline here because we have hot Rutherford, young Rutherford in the past. Ow! <laughs> um, <laughs> making code and looking good while doing it Mm -hmm. and also this code is corrupt and so every time he tries it it literally it blows up in his face and that's how his injuries occur then we have the admirals you know covering it up giving him the implant changing his personality but that code still like stays with rutherford inherently in badgie and then Badgie tries to kill him, and Rutherford has to snap his neck, and then creates Badgie again. And then Badgie comes back, tries to kill Rutherford. You know, it's just like it's this not unending thing. And then we have reflections. Oh my god! And we have to talk about the end of the finale. Yeah. Of season three, because we see a Badgie return. Yeah for season four and i am so excited because that means we can talk more about badgie and we can dissect more of this twisted relationship he has with rutherford and this twisted relationship rutherford has with this coding you know and never it's haunting him throughout timelines and throughout his entire like starfleet career is completely reliant on this code which is not completely but it's it's heavily relying on this code so incredible and what a cool storyline for my boy i love rutherford completely so happy when i saw reflections i was like dying it was amazing this makes me so excited i think just thinking that badgie is going to return to us because he is one of the most iconic characters in lower decks and I just can't wait to see what he's going to unleash. So thank you for making me so psyched. Um, And dare I say, could this mean that at some point the spooky season will return to update our listeners on spooky episodes that have passed? You know, I mean, I think especially because there's going to be a badgie return, there's going to be, we got to extend our villain series. So maybe... Maybe that's We could that's combine down. spooky and villain into one. <laughs> Honestly, I would love that. <laughs> no complaints here. Yeah. Wow. Just f- fantastic. I, uh, I just love Lower Decks so much, and I'm just in awe constantly of how they deal with their characters in 24 minutes. It's so impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, wow. This has been a really wonderful conversation. I, again, am always astounded that we have so much to talk about with Lower Decks, but again, I should probably just get used to it. You know, Lord, it's such an amazing show. Rihanna, thank you for talking spooky. We have a couple of last minute housekeeping things. Rihanna and I have been discussing and speaking of continuing the spooky series, we are not going to be doing a Prodigy episode next week because this, this, full season is not out yet i just think it'd be better to do a full episode once we have at least one completed season once part two is done being aired and i mean just to remind you all 
every time we have new episodes coming out, we are secretly behind the scenes adding them to certain series that we will come back to and do at some point. So this is not like a, well, I'll never hear about the family episode of Picard season two. That's <laughs> that's effing wrong because you will. Yeah. And it's going to be a fantastic conversation. I can't wait. So frankly. like yeah. just to make the show better, we are not going to be talking about prodigy next week but we will be talking about strange new worlds um i shouldn't even be saying next week because again we're trying to like hurry along the spooky (laughs) yeah um it's almost christmas it's like getting there um so i just want to be done with spooky so it might come out even faster than that but whenever you get it we will be talking about strange new worlds next time and i'm very excited to finish out the series and rihanna last episode you revealed will you remind our listeners what our next series will be over the holidays and for the first part of 2023 holidays you say holiday holodeck <laughs> no i'm just kidding oh. just holodeck oh, episode no, that, was, that was like what kind of segue could you do that was the worst one, <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> speaking of you chose poorly, poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, holodeck oh i'm so excited <laughs> yeah holodeck series um i'm really excited because we actually had a holodeck mention in this episode of spooky where rutherford lists off like at least six really famous people from history that have been in episodes of star trek from the holodeck so i can't wait to talk about all of this it's gonna get crazy it's gonna get dicey it's gonna get really fun and sometimes wholesome on the occasion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the only thing I'm sad about is that the original series will be extremely limited or not yeah. existing. <laughs> and honestly, like original series is my core. So it's going to be really interesting to have a uh, start to a series a little bit differently. But honestly, Rihanna, we've been going for almost two and a half years now. I'm pretty sure that we can handle this kind of um, wave in the in the in the wave pool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the shake them up. Yeah, I mean we it's, we've never done it with the original series, which is wild. But we've done it with Picard and mm-hmm. Prodigy and quite a few others. So we'll see how it goes. I'm still excited to talk about it all and thrilled that you joined us here on the spooky episode of Lower Decks. And we will see you next time for strange new worlds i'm so excited and scared and i'm gonna cry a lot so this is only the third episode that we've had in a podcast series about strange new worlds so it's just fresh and new to us and ooh, i'm just very very excited i'm so excited to explore it i just can't wait so yes thank you all for listening today um please check out our social media pages because we both look super um cute and folly today so we'll be posting a picture of how spooky our vibes are right now um Mm -hmm. as we lead into the last episode of our spooky series next week rihanna thank you so much and i can't wait to talk next time thank you for listening to the dura sisters podcast please tune in next week for the eighth episode of our spooky series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss the hair-raising moments in Strange New Worlds. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on all the other social medias that start with T's, Tumblr, TikTok, Threadless, and YouTube, The Outlier. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. 
If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. Please join us on Patreon in this last month where you can access all of these items for $1 or more. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, and first officers. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these amazing episodes. Social media and marketing and editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Person commenting on all the Twitter and Instagram pages, Ashlyn Gelman. Let's do it. Um, Let's find them in my notes. Find the episode. You're my obsession. Obsession. What do you want me to be to make you sleep with me? (laughs) I'm literally like, where are they? You know, I literally, I barely are. This one, I think. I took a lot of notes, Uh, but they're funny. What the hell?